Hey everyone, it's Friday. Welcome to the Shiro Show, the only show 100% dedicated to Sega Saturn. I'm Saturn Dave, and this is my my de facto partner, uh, my partner in crime, member Shiro number zero, <laughs> Patrick Trainer. Trainoco. How is it going? How's it going? How's it going? I'll tell you how it's going. I'm yeah. small and you're big. <laughs> we all, you know what happened is I, I did something else with my camera during the week and then like I was trying to get it back where it goes and I couldn't, so whatever. <laughs> I look more lit today because I yeah. literally got more lights. So Actually you I look do. Like a human being. You look a lot better, yeah. Yeah, so thank you everybody who is joining us, all fourteen of you in the live chat right now. If you guys happen to be watching or you uh you join up, uh please Click on the link in the description to join us in our uh, in our Discord server. We'd love to have you guys join us in the live chat, uh, hang out uh, for the next segment where we're going to live stream games, and you guys can be a part of that and and put your two cents worth in. And uh, and it, even and even if you don't join us in the Discord, you know, please uh, feel free to share this out with your friends and help grow this community. Uh, this community is all about you guys, all about Saturn fans. So you guys can help by sharing this on social media, maybe sharing it with some friends that you think might like Saturn or might like the content, and uh, we can help grow this community together. How yeah, you doing, Pat? Sure to subscribe, like the video, oh, yeah. ring the bell, whatever the YouTubers say to that's get right. People to subscribe to them, do all those things. And- yeah. And do all those things exactly also, my volumes apparently uh, my volume is apparently low for some reason is your volume low okay that's what, that's what mr panda man says is everything good on your end i guess i can just boost you up on the discord the boost boost you know boost. uh yeah bear with me guys because i may very well i may very well have like a filter on you uh yes yeah. i do i have a compressor on you so instead of just boosting your video i think i'm just going to boost your output gain uh, how is that? Uh, how do I sound? I will talk about my what's up with me while you figure that out. So yeah, a <laughs> uh, couple new things. I got new headphones because my other ones were falling apart. So got yeah, your headphones Bar-Dynamics, look awesome. Yeah, Bardynamics DT seventy sevens Pros. Got the eighty ohm version, so it's a little bit more compatible with my equipment. Uh, I was thinking to step up to big boy two fifty ohms, but. Uh, I was kind of in, I was kind of worried about the compatibility and equipment, so I just went for the 80 ohms for now. Mm-hmm. The 250 in the future, and then of course, collecting again. So I got big stack iPods, big stack iPods. So he's got, I got the got yeah. What did you just go around your neighborhood on e waste day? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I literally just I literally just went on on offer up, and I think I got all these for about. 150 or something for all these nice nice so i got the got this ipod nano it's like fifth gen but it's kind of kind of knackered and not working right now so it's probably gonna go e-waste i got a little ipod touch it's only eight gigs so i'm gonna it took me like two hours to fix it so i think i'm just gonna turn it into a emulation machine mm-hmm. for the planes i got a uh got a regular an eight gig uh, 5.5 gen but Unfortunately, the connector on the bottom is not responding, so I need to get put another new mo- motherboard in and get that fixed. Gotcha. I got, uh, I got another uh, 80 gig uh, seventh gen, but the uh, what was the issue with it? What was the issue with this one? Oh yeah, the hard drive's dying, so I need to put a new hard drive in with this one. Pretty easily easy to do. Yeah, I just need to make sure not to rip the connector out again. Yeah, but, don't do that. I got, <laughs> 
Yeah, and I got a, uh, I guess a five fifth gen 60 gig that's like in pristine condition. That really everything works on it, but I want to put a hard drive in anyways and make it like a terabyte. Mm -hmm. So, but I have Rockbox on all of them because I want good music quality and not whatever Apple's serving me up in their and their base level, so I'm not gonna deal with that. So it's all gonna be Rockbox, black files. I'm gonna put a gig in here and have all my music on the go. Man, you're such a nerd. <laughs> but I love you. Yeah. Hey, I need I need this music. My phone sucks. So. Yeah, no, I hear you there. I mean, you know, uh, phones can be convenient. I I do you know the YouTube music thing every once in a while, Spotify and everything. But I mean, as far as audio quality, yeah, no, it leaves much to be desired. So. I can definitely get down with the iPod and the Rockbox and the nice, uh, nice headphones. Uh, anybody who's in the chat, uh, Walkman, let us know, Nick, if you happen to be listening, if, if that audio tweak fixed yeah. Pat's audio, if I need to boost them up some more, uh, would love to know when you got your cassettes, you got your Walkman there, dude, that I'm yeah. jealous, man. Look at that. That's, that's awesome. I, I would love to get me some, like an analog tape player, but, uh, pretty much gave away all that stuff all i really have extensively is like mini disc and and vinyl but um yeah, it's a bit of a bummer but uh i'm actually looking at another walkman hopefully this friday but we'll see cool we'll see how that fares i don't nice. think the guy's gonna go, go go easy on me with the price so probably but not top notch but people we'll know see. We'll yeah see. a lot of you got to find someone who doesn't know what they have right uh, but then again yeah. you know if it, it usually those kind of folks are the the old you know mom who's getting rid of her kid stuff and it's just like in the bottom of a box so it's probably not yeah. in very good quality it's probably not in good shape you know yeah. oh man but, the, but yeah the good thing is the one the guy actually owns a hi-fi store and he does all the maintenance on it so if i can get it at a decent price i might go for it but yeah i don't know we'll see yeah, Knight of Dragon. He's uh, he's uh, he's kind of wigging out over our video wall. Um, <laughs> wall of video. Oh no, he he retracted the message. Never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, That's right. You better retract that message. Genki Droid. Thank you for the kind words about the podcast. That was a great. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And uh, Stika and Roberto and Nuno were f awesome guys to have on the cast, and they did most of the talking, and it was just really cool to hear about another success story about Saturn, you know, that uh, it wasn't just Japan that it did well. It, it, it actually did well in, you know, Portugal, Brazil, you know, those there were other markets where it was actually quite a success, you know, and it wasn't the story of, in the West where it was like a lot of us just didn't even hear about it, you know. It was like there was all they heard about. So, yeah, it's, it's really cool to see other people's perspectives on things. And somebody, somebody mentioned, and I don't remember who it was. They were saying, well, Oh, I think it was slow boy was saying, Oh, does this mean now you guys are going to do like a, a UK uh, episode? And I think that would be kind of cool. You know, we discussed that. Yeah. We discussed that before that. I, we want to get like people from the, mm -hmm. the uh, Dreamcast junkyard and some of the Saturn junkyard guy. I think only, I think only Simon's from the UK there, yeah. right? Simon's in the UK. I mean, we have we have folks. I mean, we could probably get James from Mercia in uh, in our Discord server. We could probably get him to join us. We could. There's a few. We get Slowboy on the cast. You know, we could get some folks in our Discord service. 
you know you know a lot of those uk boys they love their saturn and and i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest with you before shiro came around and started doing podcasts it was like that's where i got most that's where i scratched that itch uh was on various like uk podcasts where they would talk they would do like a saturn episode and they would really talk about their memories of saturn and i was like how come yeah. there's nothing like this in America? Like, is it really just that pathetic that that nobody in America wants to talk about this? I guess it just turns out that we were like we had to come out of the woodwork, you know, because <laughs> there's just not that we many of to. us. Yeah, like 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 the even the Dreamcast stuff's all UK stuff. Like, yeah, but man, but they yeah. do a good job covering it. I mean, uh, you know, I kind of kind of makes me jealous. I'm not jealous of those UK uh, cardboard boxes, though. Sorry. I've got a couple of them, and the fronts get all scratched up and everything like that. But uh, yeah. Anyway, we got to get this browser up. Let's get it up. Let's get the browser okay. up. That sounded not not. And talk about something. <laughs> yeah, just slow down there, easy boy. Okay, so too excited. I'm sorry. Yeah, James actually, James is in the chat saying he'd he'd be interested in uh, in helping out, and he's got a nice radio voice, right? No, I mean, yeah. I, I we were I was in a chat with him talking about all of his modding and st- console modding and stuff like that, and I actually think that would be awesome to have have him maybe slow boy just get, round up a posse of UK blokes who can uh, school us on Saturn in the UK. That would be a yeah. cool episode to do. And then we get to get the German episode with Mumphis and then uh, uh, Zeno. You know what? You're not kidding. That would be awesome to do that as well. So lots of lots of possibilities. I think uh, I think we're we'll definitely uh, we've got a lot on the horizon in terms of busyness, yeah. but that's definitely uh, we'll put a we'll put a pin in that and come back to it. So uh, yep. first up on news, do you want to cover Nick's video? You want to start us no. off? I'm just joking. I'll cover it. <laughs> uh, so basically, uh, our own very own pandemonium, Nick, Nick, Nick Offerson, not Nick Offer, Nick Offerson, and a boy. Panda man, panda man, whatever panda, panda combination you want to add to it. Basically, he released a new video on Corpse Killer Graveyard Edition, which was, of course, the famous, uh, famous FMV style game by Digital Pictures. And uh, yeah, the game was horrible, but the review was good. <laughs> the like, review I, was I mean, excellent. I yeah, mean, if if you can even call it a review, I mean, like. That's the thing is I feel like his channel has outgrown reviews. It's kind of like Food for Dogs, you know that gal, Food for Dogs with the ch- the channel's called Food for Dogs, but I mean she's talking about like Final Fantasy on the DS or on the 3DS, yeah. you know. And I feel the same way with Nick's videos. It's just like his videos have just gone to another level, you know. And I mean, uh and yeah, you know, there's still there's still a review kind of, you know, thing to it, but I mean, it's just so much more than that. Did you did you happen to watch the whole thing? I did. I watched it twice, I think. Okay. So tell me what do you think? What did you I learn? Thought it was good. I, I learned that I am glad I didn't run a studio in the nineties that spent millions and millions of dollars on those type of games only to go bankrupt. No kidding. Some of those games are underrated, though. Like Double mm-hmm. Switch is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a, they did a Operation Texas or was it uh, uh, Ground Zero Texas? I think. Mm-hmm. Is that when they did? I can't they remember, did. But... They they did Ground Zero. Uh, yeah, Ground Z- Texas Ground Zero, or Ground Zero yeah. Texas. They did fight the boxing happened. game. I think he featured. Yeah. I think he featured a few of those in the in the documentary. Just like glanced on, but yeah. Yeah, 
like the uh, like and they like the was it Prize Fighter, the famous Pri one that uh, we almost got a Saturn release of it, but unfortunately the disc was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That was kind of a sadness in itself. And yeah, then, no, and then, yeah, and then of course the best one is uh, Scotty Pippen's Slam City. Oh right, yeah. The best, the best one that has my favorite, my favorite, my favorite one-liners of all time are insults. I think they have the best one. Like, like that guy's got on anchor weights and like just insulting them and like it's like what the heck is going on, Lucky? But it's a lot of fun. I enjoy yeah. that one. But uh, I do have to say my favorite FMB game of all time has to be either Road Avenger or, oh wait. Road Avenger, Lupin the Third, or sorry, uh, Cliffhanger, take a Lupin the Third, and yeah. uh, Time Gal, or my favorite FMB games. Mm -hmm. And those are those are more like your traditional like. Well, Time Gal, for example, is one of those like where, and even Road Avenger, I think, is where it's just like constant action, and you're like pressing a button, kind of yeah. like uh, kind of like the the Dirk games. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, dragon slayer dragon slayer right you know where it's yeah. like that just it is a, yeah that i guess those are kind of like the precursor uh to like the the kind of slow plotting fmv game i mean it's an entire genre unto itself and it's very much of its time and um I, you know it makes sense you know you're saying millions of dollars were spent because they kept making a point uh the actors kept making a point that there was almost no difference to shooting that than to shooting a feature film right so exactly. i imagine getting you know licenses for things getting permits getting the you know shooting on location all that stuff that costs a ton of money and it's just like a lot of that stuff you could you know just do indoors <laughs> you know in in exactly. a little studio once uh you know the graphics got good enough but yeah it's just kind of crazy it's not the same effect though i mean the effort and work they put into it was fantastic oh I mean, absolutely they Puerto Rico, like they shot the set like the mini sets i think the funniest mm -hmm. one is the the guy who they had to hide the ladder from mm-hmm because like they made the mini sets, like, oh yeah, can we hide your ladder and put this thing on it? Yeah, that was clever. I like that. <laughs> clever solution yeah. to uh, to you know un un unexpected problems. But yeah, it's it's weird because um, there's definitely like an old school way of doing things, and then like a new school way. Like I, I definitely think FMV games could come back and and be quite good. Just if they would, you know, punch them up and and use more modern techniques to to make them. And, um, you know, it's kind of like my, my boss, uh, she does actually like commercials in Hollywood. Like she does a lot of famous commercials, like the Budweiser horse commercials and stuff like that. And oh, a couple of years. Budweiser horses? Yeah. Yeah. She did. She did a, a couple of those actually. Not all of them, but she produced a couple of those. And she, uh, the 9-11 one? Lexus commercials. I, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure like what her entire portfolio is, but I mean like. You should, There's, you should know by memory, Dave. You she's got kind of an old way of thinking of things where I'm like talking to her and showing her. Uh, I was showing her like this, uh, this video that my friend did where there was like this overhead shot. And she's like, how did they rent the helicopter for that? And I'm like, Leslie, everything these days is drones, you know, like <laughs> you don't have to pay, you know, a bunch of money for a helicopter anymore, you know. Uh, and uh, that was like, well, that was a couple years ago. So I'm sure like she's, you know, with the whole drone thing now, but it's just like that's hard for some people to like, you know, it's technology has gotten a lot better. Let's just put it that way. So I think that they can produce these kind of games for cheaper nowadays than they could back then. Cause back then they were pretty much working under the same conditions as like film, you know, uh, with all the same yeah. limitations, you know, but, uh, it's kind of funny though, when you think about that, cause I know a lot of people are nostalgic for that sort of thing and want mm -hmm. to 
go back and I know that like uh, the Foo Fighters, they did a bunch of albums where they did it all analog. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, and like, I get that question too because I always had a funny. I want to do a funny thing where I record a podcast all analog, so like record it on tape, mm -hmm. uh, cue all the sound effects myself, like uh, yeah. show style. And uh, everyone's like, ask me the same question. Why would you want to do that? You can just do it easily with this. And I guess my answer to that is it's kind of like roughing it in the wild. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to do that. It's like, why would you want to do it? But it's fun. It's like the experience, the challenge, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think one of the big takeaways and this is this is going to be a theme, I think, that is it's going to go throughout Nick's videos throughout his entire series. And it's one of the biggest takeaways from his series that I've that I've kind of become aware of is the fact that a lot of these studios, they're not trying to make a bad game. You know, like they're they're taking it seriously. They want to make a good game and they and, and for and much of the time they believe they're making a good game and it's all about context you know a lot of the times when you get a game like gen war for example it's just a matter of coming up against limitations or deadlines you know or just not having access to the right tools at the right time or not having access to the right documentation but it's not like they set out to make a crappy game or just like cash in on on a property I mean, you know sometimes that is the case but i mean it, a lot of the a lot of the times it just seems like these these studios have a really interesting story to tell even if the game itself is not that great you know uh and so nick will sum it up by saying you know i don't necessarily recommend you go play this game i mean but um you should experience it in some way and just realize that the these creators took a lot of time with this and there's a lot of you know intent uh, there's a lot of purpose and intention there you know so that's the cool thing I think I think Corpse Killer is is neat. I, I, I it's a game I like, you know. Even though it is kind of just like walking to the right and shooting, you know. I think that it's, you know, got that B movie. Yeah. And and if you think about it, I mean, there wasn't really anything to base it off of. They're only doing the best they can with the knowledge they had. Exactly. I mean, there was any knowledge like, oh yeah, by the way, there's gonna be a future invention where you can like do these three D models, or you can yeah. you can do pretty pre-rendered like donkey kong country and stuff like that a lot of that didn't exist at the time yeah when they're filming that i mean donkey kong country was at 94 right it was uh, donkey kong country 94 yeah or 95, yeah. Yeah, 94 it, right, right around that right holiday probably time but um yeah and a lot of those weren't even were filmed like before that or before it was really really a, a known how they did it and the same thing actually mortal Kombat was like the realist and that was 90 two i think so 92. maybe i might be wrong on that but I, I guess the point is is that really they didn't really have the idea of how to do these things and what is the 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 way to make it realistic there wasn't any like ray tracing ability or anything of that nature there was right the unforgivable like, so the unforgivable things are like not putting in mouse support or gun support right that's yeah. now that's that's where you really can ding them and you can say okay the self-awareness that whether or not the game is good object you know subjectively based on whether you like cheesy game fmv games or not doesn't matter but but like you know bottom line creature comfort things that existed in previous games ought to exist in in like an enhanced edition right so you know it ought to it should have had gun support and i mean there's no amount of excuses i mean i get like they could they could make excuses and say okay well we just didn't have the time or we you know they should have if they spent eight million dollars shooting the darn thing they could have coded in support somehow you know they could have made it work and i think it would have been worth their while because it it probably would have aged better you know overall and might have even sold better 
Um, and the same thing goes for racing games that are like 20 frames per second. I think we can all agree like racing games need to be at least 30 frames per second for you to be able to see where, you know, see corners as they're coming up on you, which is why as much as I love, I love, uh, you know, the, um, the black sheep, you know, uh, Sega touring car. I often admit that it's just like, okay, it has an unforgivable frame rate for a racing game. So I don't, uh, I don't hold it against people to hate it, you know? Yeah, no, for real. And I, and I think the, hardest thing with some of the games like you mentioned with the mouse support and the and the gun support is a lot of that maybe had to do with the fact that i mean we talked about it before both on the pen and pandemonium and on our podcast that a lot of developers didn't have these technologies to work with at the time they were just mm-hmm. giving it mm-hmm. like they were just like oh hey here's here's this we can't give you s- samples or anything and then it's like last second they give it to him it's like well we and like uh nick mentioned that it, it might have been pushed out for a holiday release as well so i mean well, that's the thing the too. Years, yeah. So, so, so that's the thing is if their little sin, I guess, is insisting on it on releasing it in November. So, if if their hands were tied with the mouse support thing, you know, I think that they should have held out, released it later, and had it be a better game. But no, they decided, you know, we're just the money, you know, is important, and we're gonna try to sell it in November for the holidays. I mean, but you always have to ask, like, was it worth it? You know, did it did it pan out <laughs> the way that you that you wanted it to? You know, I mean, yeah. if it had gun, if it had... don't have options for that, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sometimes so the developer, the producers, like looking down the neck, it's like, game's got to go out, guys. That's twenty two. Yeah, game's got to go out. Is it ready? No. Okay, well, let's just put it out. You know, and it's funny that, exactly. that there are much lesser games. There are like. There are games that are much worse than this that do have <laughs> that either do have mouse support or gun support. So it's just, you know, uh, anyway, it was an excellent video. Yeah, I've watched it is, twice. Does Crypt Killer have gun support? Crypt Killer, I think, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Henry yeah, Explorers game. Make that game any better. Yeah, I know, right? Suck. So the game sucked. My bad. I'm dropping F bombs on here. My bad, guys. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so go check out if you guys haven't subscribed to, uh, I can't imagine you haven't, but if you haven't subscribed to Nick's channel yet, uh, pandemonium reviews, every Saturn game, go, go subscribe now, give him a like and subscribe to his videos. Uh, awesome content. And he puts so much time and effort into it. Uh, you guys gotta go check it out. Um, I cannot wait for, there are a few games that I just cannot wait to see what he does. So, um, and Nick has not subscribed to his own channel. And personally, I think that's like a president not voting for himself. So it's an honor. You're not supposed to do that, even <laughs> though I did that for my own channel with Shiro. Yeah. I totally did not booster up my own personal channel with all my other accounts. Yep. It yep. Was, yeah. Well, next up, uh, we have merch. We've had we we had merch and then we didn't. So we used to have merch. <laughs> And uh, it had Sega's name on it. You know, it was very, it was very much like we were stealing Sega's fonts, you know, and their, you know, IPs. <laughs> and, and we just decided that it's like with this rebranding, we really just want to kind of break away. Like we definitely want people to know that we're all about Saturn, you know, and we, you know, we have, you know, fair use of the kind of Saturn part of the Saturn logo uh, in the font and everything like that. But I mean, for the most part, we're trying to break away and just make this something that, you know, we can wholeheartedly endorse and sell to folks without feeling guilty like we're, you know, like we're stealing Sega stuff. So <laughs> I don't feel guilty. I'm just joking. I know you. you 
you're the you're the guy who wanted to come to Jared's house and steal like 12 copies of Magic Knight Ray Earth, right? Listen, he won't he won't miss like seven copies of it, right? That's true. He, he probably won't this, even know they're gone. <laughs> but anyways, besides breaking into people's houses and stealing their things, let's yeah. go on with the merch. Well, yeah, so we got merch. Um, we've got shirts. And if I click this link, hopefully it works. Uh, you can see we've got all, all kinds of shirts. We even got new shirts that you didn't put on there. We've got new shirts that I didn't put on there. Well, I, only, I, I keep making new designs, you know. Um, th- I actually bought this one. I'll, I'll show you. I bought this. Uh, it's the Saturn. Um, I believe it's the condensed like Model Two PCB with the mm-hmm. uh, with the Shiro logo there, and uh, it's like oh, nice. I made this almost for myself. There was a there was an Edge magazine that came out in the UK um, that had this. It was like issue number two or something like that, and it had the Saturn motherboard right on the front. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like so nostalgic for for that, and then like you know, just you know. I got the. I picked up this one, and then I also picked up the one that Derek uh, picked up, which is um, I call this my. Uh, I call this our, uh, you know, booth shirt. Like working at a trade show or something. It's very professional. It's like a business yeah. card. So um, I don't look professional though, so I don't think I look good in it. Say what now? I don't look professional, so I don't think I look good in it. <laughs> no, Pat likes the pink, right? Were you all about the pink? No, I like the I like the CRT. I like the CRT. And the oh, do you like the Shiro Show one? Yeah. So um, yeah. the the there's a and I mean these are like you can get these in like multiple colors. So if you don't like what you're seeing, uh, feel free to come down here. You can try different fabrics, different colors, and stuff like that. Um, any anything you spend on our shop is going to help us. Uh, we have a twenty percent markup. Okay. So in full disclosure, it's twenty percent is going to help us host the podcast, which is on Podient. Exactly. It's not cheap. It's like $12.99 a month. Uh, and on, it goes on and on and on. And, uh, and then there are other expenses that we're also going to incur, you know, moving on the big, you know, the more stuff we try to do for you guys. So, I mean, for sure, like every little bit helps for, for sure. And uh, I think we're going to be also opening up a Patreon soon. Pat's kind of working on that. But yeah, so yeah. we just wanted to have a way for that you guys to be that. able to support Shiro and then like, you know, also be able to support, uh, you know, support us, the brand and and support Saturn stuff, but then also support what we're doing and as a community. So I like this one. That's that's the one I call chokehold. <laughs> and it's, uh, chokehold. yeah, the old, uh, let's, it let's says help the actors and see that say what? Let's hope well, the actors didn't see that. Be like, hey, stop using my likeness. I mean, it is a likeness, but I again, you know, I might get away with it under fair use, just because it's so blurry. You know, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a posterization. And uh, you know, mm. if we get told to take it down, whatever, I'll take it down. But uh, I don't. I mean, I hope some folks can snag it bef- before anything like that happens. I, 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 I still think that it falls under fair use for sure. Yeah, um, it's the, it definitely said it enough. I think you should be okay. Yeah, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll get the we'll, we'll yeah. get the C and Ds. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like we'll Memphis is saying, it could be problematic to wear this at your work. <laughs> I was like, they asked they asked me on Threadless. They're like, is this design uh, mature? You know, or is this is design safe for kids? And I was like, I don't know. He is choking a kid technically, <laughs> forcing him oh, to I play. Thought this was the uh, I thought this was, oh sorry for saying I thought this guy they threw into the the Bomberman one and just blew up. <laughs> no, this is the first. Actually, that's the this clip. This uh, image right here comes from the very first Sagata uh, commercial, which was like a Sonic R. 
yeah. and it was like the kids coming home from baseball practice, and uh, they bump into Sagata, and he just like lays them out on the floor. Um, My favorite commercial. This one right here. This one right here is basically like the Saturn disc lid, you know, with like a di- putting a disc in it, and uh, mm-hmm. and then the logo, and you got the little you got the little see through window there, so that's what that is. Um, so anyway. Nice. Uh, if you guys feel like buying some Shiro merch, it certainly would help us out, and uh, and also we would love to see you guys share pics if you end up, uh, you know, taking any selfies with Shiro merch. <laughs> that would be great. So yeah, we also have hoodies. We've got bags, will, tote bags. We will for that. If you if you do if you do take a photo of yourself, let us know where we tweet it. We'll put it on the show. We'll show yeah. it off. Oh, and there's also free shipping right now. Uh, I didn't do that, actually. Threadless is having a thing right now where if you spend, like, 45 bucks, which I think is, like, yeah, like, two two or three shirts, you'll, you'd be able to do that. If you spend 45 bucks uh, within the U.S., it's it's free shipping, and I think it's 80 internationally, um, which I realize is still kind of a lot. But but anyway, they're... Uh, they're Memphis says there's free international shipping. Yeah, free international shipping if you spend, like, 80 bucks. So you oh, still have to, yeah, you still have to spend like close, you know, spend 80 bucks, but we are getting some of that. So we really do appreciate it because you're actually, you're not just buying shirts. You're helping host the Shiro podcast. Uh, exactly. We got, we got masks, but honestly, these might even, you know, the mandate just, they just, uh, the CDC just took down the mask mandate, right? <laughs> so, Hey, you know what? If, Hey, listen, if you need, if you're feeling sick and you're not feeling well, you know, throw on a, uh, a, a Shiro mask yeah. and show people that. You know, you're you're conscious of your your disease. Actually, it's kind of funny because like I actually kind of since I've been wearing the mask all last year, I mm-hmm. usually get sick twice a year. I yeah. get sick at all. Is actually, that right? I'm dumb. I got sick last well this year so far. I got sick last year because of the COVID, obviously. But mm-hmm. since then, I only was sick really like that was the last time I was sick when I had COVID. Yeah. So so like, pick up I one mean, of these masks and prepare for the fourth wave. No, just kidding. Exactly. It's and like then the we've also wall, more deadly. We've also got mugs for folks who like mugs. Um, and this is the one exactly. I like, the black, right there. So I haven't gotten a mug yet, but I'm a big coffee drinker, so I will. There's only so many things I can throw my money at. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, sure merch. Like I do. Next up, oh, we, you know, I I forgot that we put up a, a post about the podcast the port you cast so let you know that let's uh let's t- you know i knew you did but uh at the beginning i was talking about it and i guess now we can go into it in more detail <laughs> even though we kind of did already right. go ahead pat say something about the port you cast <laughs> you edited it, was it. A podcast it was a podcast yeah no basically uh basically i think i don't know whose idea it was but uh we basically thought it'd be kind of cool to hear perspectives from different countries. I think we always mm-hmm. wanted to do that with the UK, and I guess things lined up perfectly for the for Portugal. So we mm-hmm. brought on the three biggest Portugal fans of the Saturn, who is, of course, uh, of course, uh, Roberto from the Sega Saturn Collectors and Gamers and the Saturn Junkyard. We have uh, uh, Nuno from, of course, Saturn Junkyard and the videos he's done. Nebuchadnezzar is. Yeah. Sam likes to refer to him as Nebuchadnezzar. So Nebuchadnezzar. Like, yeah. And then, of course, there is Stika, the probably the the biggest, uh, one of the biggest Saturn creators in the, in the scene right now, mm-hmm. uh, alongside like Sega Lord X and, of course, Nuno in yeah. the scene. So Albeit, I think he's more of a Mega Drive fan, right? 
based on his channel, I think he's like a huge mag. Yeah, we always have bad choices that we make, you know? I mean... <laughs> no, that's a great choice. <laughs> I love me some Mega Drive. But, uh, but yeah, you said that's Stika. You said Stika yeah. this time. Good job. Because <laughs> during the cast, you were saying Stika. Stika. Hey, Stika. <laughs> like he's, yeah. uh... No, he's but, uh... But, yeah, no. Hail God Emperor Stika. That's what Shadow Mask says in the... By the way, I have a question for Shadow Mask. If your name is Shadow Mask, how come you have an aperture grill on your uh, on your little icon? <laughs> Ooh, called out. Called out. Light called out. Get that get that aperture grill garbage out of my face and get a JVC uh broadcast monitor no, and get I, that Shadow Mask going. I've just wondered about that. I was like I like his little I like his little pick there, you know? Um but but his name is Shadow Mask and my brain is doing like this uh like this conflict thing where I'm just like, wait a second, that's an aperture grill. Anyway, <laughs> I actually do like the look on my on my JVC BM over my P, uh, some of my PVMs. Like for uh, like for Dreamcast or something, or just like in general. Just in general, I think the sh I like the shadow mask look a little bit better. I think yeah, I think aperture grill looks a bit too clean for me. If that makes sense. No, that's exactly what it is. It's it's so sharp. I mean, if you have any kind of nostalgia for, like, the softer-looking image... Uh, sorry, wow, we're, like, way off topic here, but... <laughs> thanks, Shadow Mask. Uh, if you yeah, have any kind of nostalgia for that, like, softer-looking CRT image, I mean, the Shadow Mask is all about it. Uh, whereas, you know, like, much of, what, much of what we've come to love or hate about scan lines, thick scan lines, comes from the whole, you know, aperture grill thing, you know? So, and I mean, even then, it's, like, exaggerated. Emulators just exaggerate it. It's BVM or nothing. Right. BVM well, and then if you do get one of those like huge BVMs with like a thousand TV lines, then and you run a 240p game, then you are getting like really thick scan lines, or T. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even know if scan line is is the correct word anymore. If you really want to get technical, you want to be that. Yeah. Well, actually. Yeah, you know, phone phone torque is right by me. I kind of want to hang out with them one of these days and just. Taking all of the thick scanline juiciness of all the CRTs, we'll have to sync up sometime because he's got a lot of great stuff, and I love his content. You're he so inappropriate, Pat. No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah, he is in Arizona, wow. though, isn't he? You've got, you've actually got quite a few opportunities to hook up with, uh, you know, people in the retro gaming community. There are. It was I was just watching, um, you know, Keith Huntington. He does like the Sega CD stuff. And he's in yeah. the groups, you know. He's in Arizona, I believe, Tulsa. Um, you know and the, the guys that doing the the game uh, was the the game. It was like the it was like the antique roadshow thing that they're doing with the the game yeah. the game hunting stuff for the arcades. Yeah, they're they're in Arizona. Oh, the yeah yeah I know the guys you're talking about, but uh, also uh, Genovi is, is in Arizona. Is he not? Does he want? Do you want? Some, do you want us to let people know that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know that that was uh, private. That's well, out of the bag. Yeah, yeah well, out of the bag. Honestly, yeah. I didn't think that that was private information. <laughs> I thought that was pretty. I didn't know if you want people to know, but oh. yeah, I guess he's Arizona gamer now. Uh, of course, uh, Jared Lester, uh, John Lester, Jared Lester, John yeah. Lester of uh, the Gamester eighty nine is in Arizona. Or, wait, is it eighty nine or eighty six? I can't remember. But he's in Arizona. Uh, there's a lot of really great Arizona retro game and metal, and metal jesus actually did a video on arizona mm -hmm. game hunting too 
Yeah. And I think all those stores except the, the one you need to, You guys need to get together and create like a guild or something. You create like a new retro gaming convention or something like that. I bet you they could. have one. Game on Expo. All right. Well, yeah. I need to get out there. I need to get out there. I need a good excuse to come see you anyway. Um, so you set it up and I'll, then I'll have an excuse. I, I'm actually driving. I'm actually pretty good driving distance from, from Arizona. Um, that that didn't come out right yeah it's not that bad though i mean i'm used to 10 hour drives to reno which is where my parents live so um and that that sounds vaguely threatening it sounds like i'm gonna come over there and beat the hell out of you patrick no no i you know i might actually bring you a crt but then again you don't need it anymore because you already picked up i don't know man i i cannot have enough crts i have a new house and hey shadow mask um so yeah no i agree shadow mask sounds better than aperture grill <laughs> but i really do think that right now while you're working on death mask you ought to rename yourself death shadow mask like death xx death parentheses shadow mask xx you know make it all straight edge <laughs> uh no dave and i have never met in real life we've never met in real life but we've right. been friends since 2017 yeah was it 16 or 17 it was maybe 16 like the end of the year and then like we yeah so and 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 k uh, you know murder of crows as well like i i was posting up in the groups and saying you know i'm very opinionated you know and and so we just got to like having an argument or whatever over something and then before you know it we're friends <laughs> same thing happened to me we, we were talking about uh i was talking about the frame meister and the and the difference between the cheap scalers yeah and even though even though looking back he technically was right in the conversation mm-hmm. i do find it funny that both of us it was an argument but it, yeah. it ended up good like it's all good discussion yeah because we're all kind of into the same stuff we just have like slightly differing opinions on things and that's totally fine yeah, except me being better than you, Dave. That's an opinion. That's correct one. No, I'm just joking. No, you are Shiro Zero, though. Zero, uh, zero, zero the hero. Zero. Shiro. Um, zero the zero. No. But yeah. is anything, le- anything left that we want to talk about the podcast before we just move on? Just shouts. Shouts to Stika, Roberto, Nuno Nebuchadnezzar. Um, go check out their content. Go check out Stika's channel. Go check out the Saturn Junkyard channel. If you watch any videos there, 90% chance you're going to be watching Nuno's videos. And he does a really good job uh, with the Saturn emulation stuff. That's kind of his wheelhouse. And then Roberto, he's just a really cool guy. He's an admin over at the Junkyard. And also uh, the Saturn Gamers and Collectors group. And he's very approachable, loves the Saturn. I mean, that's basically, he's a diehard Saturn fan. And he has a huge collection. So just nice, nice people. Yeah. Absolutely, he's super into cars. <laughs> so if you're like a if you're a motorhead, you know you guys will get along. Next up, and moving along because we don't have that much. What? How much time do we have actually? <laughs> okay, we've got because we got we do have a game to stream, folks. So yeah, Pat and I got carried away. Um, Rayman, we got about, about a couple of minutes. Yeah. So Rayman, best of Saturn. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about Rayman as a Saturn uh, game? I think it was my favorite Dustin Hoffman movie nice but, very uh, yeah nice timing yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah i really liked Rayman. man i actually well the first Rayman game i played actually wasn't the original it was the uh the Rayman 3d on the playstation mm. i believe it was that one yeah that was yeah. the first one i played i really enjoyed it i i actually never really played through the entirety of Rayman 2d sadly but i kind of want to 
go back and beat it. And it's kind of funny that they've actually gone back to that style with the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the I guess, recent, in quotations. Uh, well, yeah, like Rayman 10 Origins. years old already. <laughs> but, yeah, Rayman yeah. Origins, they went Origins. back to the style. But... Yeah. Well, I mean, same thing with, like, same, uh, same thing in large part with, like, the Sonic games, you know, with the, with uh, you know, doing incorporating a lot of 2D uh, gameplay into even the 3D Sonic games, you know, because it's just it, it, it platforming in 2D is just something else, you know, it's just hard to really replicate in 3D um, and I mean 3D platforming always feels more like fetch quests whereas like I like the speed and the rhythm of platforming in 2D um, but yeah I mean Rayman is, an, Rayman is definitely one of the best platformers for the Saturn I would want to know what folks in the comments think about Rayman versus like say a stall you know you guys think it's better than a stall do you guys think it's better than gex i mean um we're talking third-party develop if we're talking third-party developers you got ubisoft basically rayman was the game that made ubisoft and then uh you've got crystal dynamics with gex which was also a multi-platform so i guess those would be the two the best two games to compare against each other since they're both third-party multi-platform games I might want to do a, another one of those like versus series where we take Gex versus Rayman. I think Rayman's probably going to win um, just because it's like one of those, it seems like the correct answer. I might vote for Gex though, because I like uh, Dana Gould. <laughs> I like the Wisecracks, you know, and I like the, I like the hub world where, you know, you, you collect the, the remotes and stuff like that. That's just me though. I mean, I think most people will probably say Rayman and, and that, that'll be the correct answer. Yeah, because I played both Rayman and uh, Stall, and I actually preferred the platforming on Rayman. Yeah, it's like the character design better. I like the the art style is beautiful, as you can see. Yeah, well, a Stall has great art too. I, I would say in art, they're in artwork, they're pretty much evenly matched. But you, you know, Rayman does have verticality to it, and a Stall, you don't really get that. You pretty much are just walking left to right and beating things up and taking dispatching bosses and stuff like that. And you do have like, uh, you do have your bird, you know, so that's cool. Uh, but it's, it's interesting though, to, to think, you know, what folks, which folks favor, but I mean, you know, Rayman is classic and it's lasted this long. So, you know, it has to be good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, relatively, I mean, if, if you count, uh, if you count the, the spin off the rabbits, I mean, they just announced the new, oh, right. Uh, new one at e3 which i also need to make an article on e3 but i don't think we'll have time to go over those games yeah we need to uh, write some articles this next week (laughs) because we're kind of behind on some stuff yeah but um someone mentioned pandemonium and i think i have to agree i think i think that's probably the second best thing i know the same pandemonium (laughs) in my opinion but uh I think I think that one's also a really good game Uh, you can also add the japanese version of that which magical hoppers yeah, magical. Opera. I think a lot of people prefer that one, but it's mm-hmm. kind of funny because yeah. a lot of people think and think that that one came out that that Pandemonium was a horrible reskin of that, but it's actually the opposite, which I thought was kind of funny that you pointed out to me. It's like, whoa, mm-hmm. really? Yeah, yeah. You know, they had to have it be. I mean, it's the same thing. It, it's it's the exact opposite of what we do for our market, taking 
their overly anime stuff and kind of like westernizing it so that it's palatable, quote unquote palatable, because of course, like there's a bunch of weebs. We would just love the anime stuff. But, but you know, they think that's what we want. You know, in the 90s, arguably, they're right with the grunge era. Everything had to be like edgy and very much Twin Peaks. Everything had, you know, tongue in cheek humor, that kind of thing uh, in the West, whereas like in Japan, just a lot of like innocent or just like you know the the shonen stuff was just like it's just popular it's not like uncool it's just it's just what they have you know and so it's like with our stuff that's like overly edgy they're like yeah we need to like kind of cart you need to like make it a little anime so that people will want to buy it you know otherwise i there would be just no market for it over there but uh <laughs> derek says you're not an elite saturn fan if you're not listening to this on mobile while driving like me <laughs> That's fair enough. That's I'm not going to argue with that. I think it's only elite if you're not wearing pants and you're sitting in your bathroom watching it. I think that that's that's more more elite, but I'll I'll take that as a second elite level. I'll just give him elite. I'll just give him elite status right now. Elite elite elite, elite man. Elite so street. yeah. And uh Peter <laughs> oh, says point out, why is he why is he typing? Why is he typing while driving? You know, leave it. Yeah. <laughs> leave it to Night of Dragon to like call call folks out on stuff like that. And honestly, he's not wrong. <laughs> like, why are you typing? <laughs> okay, so maybe it's like voice. It's voice to text. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's good. All right. Next up, and we really got to fly. Um, SSF goes open source after 15 years. Finally, finally, Shima. I'm like, okay, and I mean, how? It's like at this point, it can't not, this can't not happen and not look like somewhat desperate because it's like in recent years, these other emulators have been overtaking SSF, you know? Not only are they multiple. Sorry? I think the biggest one is probably Yabuse or Yabuse, how do you pronounce it? Yabuse or Yabasanshiro, the variations. Well, you've got, so you got, you got the Yaba emulator, you've got Mednafen, or Mednafen, however you want to say that. You've got a uh, loud garbage truck in the background, I hope that doesn't bleed through. Uh, you've got, okay, so you got Bizhawk, right? You got Kronos, you've got all the old crappy Saturn emulators that nobody cares about, but they exist. You've got some kind of Saturn emulation on, on, uh, MAME, right? Is there, and there, oh, and there's RetroArch. So, I mean, there's like so many different options and all open source or most of them open source. And, uh, and so, you know, as a result, you've got them on multiple platforms too. So it's like anybody who is a Mac user, Android, iOS, they're not, they haven't even been looking at SSF over the years. It's only really been an option for Windows users. And it has been a good option for testing compatibility wise. You know, um, if you come down here, you can see that the compatibility um, is pretty high when it comes to each chip. Um, but I mean, it could always be better, right? And, uh, it always be better. can always be better. And now that it's open source, hopefully it will, because, you know, folks will hopefully take it and run with it. If it isn't too late, you know, if folks aren't just like, yeah, you know, maybe five years ago I would have, <laughs> but, uh, but now I'm like fully entrenched in like these other projects or whatever. So we'll see if folks, um, take this thing multi-platform. Um, and, uh, 
and if they're able or if they maybe will just like rob it and just like take some of the take some of the things that it's doing and use them for other projects which is also possible as well so i really i really hope it's used towards the uh towards the uh, fpga implementation of the saturn i think that'd be very useful for it yeah oh absolutely absolutely and you know one thing i noticed where it's lacking the most is in the cd block which is only 85 percent and i was curious um professor abrasive he donated a lot of the information that he gleaned through you know working on satiator to help emulation projects right i think the yaba uh, the Yaba branch or Yaba Sanshiro. So I'm, I wonder if, um, I wonder if those ones have a higher level of CD block, uh, accuracy than, than this one, just because privy to different information. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. No, it's, it's interesting though. I'm Mm -hmm. kind of interested to see where the information goes and I'm glad it's been made open source so that people could analyze it and maybe make changes to it to make it better and you know mm-hmm. you never know it might be the the, the biggest one if mm-hmm. uh it plays its cards right or there's a fork to it truth is this it, it needed this in order to live though definitely like it was almost yeah. a make or break time i can only imagine you know he's one guy he's been doing this for 15 plus years it was really it was really like 2006 when it was able to like play games with compat you know play commercial games with compatibility but he was working on it before then and it's like he's been doing all the updates himself but he hasn't updated it in the, like the last three years so it's like he kind of needed to do this if if he wanted this thing to have legs and keep going otherwise it would just be relegated to like the jerry jerry's and the saturno or you know uh what was that other one cassini so a lot there's been so many saturn emulators over the years that just kind of fizzled out you know, I'll I didn't want to. Yep. Respect. Respect. And then, uh, I guess to round things out, I just wanted to let folks know that, uh, and I had, like I said, I hadn't been able to write a uh, proper article about this, but, uh, um, man, XL2 has been making strides with slave, uh, you know, Hell Slave, of course. Just you know, getting the, just getting everything working smoother. Um, he's released some videos on his YouTube channel. You guys should go check out with uh, showing the lighting effects for the capture the flag. He's he's got the towers. He's got like he's using the uh, infinite plane to draw like the planet Earth, you know, and you're floating over in outer space. You know, floating on these platforms and uh on satellites or whatever and it's just it's just really really sick and then the uh the death match mode just not just the lighting going on and everything but just like the absolute chaos and mayhem going on and how fluid it runs i swear it just it runs so great have you seen it pat a little bit didn't he mention he has bots implemented too in some aspect yes yeah so yeah i mean there's there's a number of things he has going on um but the bots yeah is one of them and uh some kind of ai i'm not exactly sure like i'm not exactly sure how he's doing his ai but i mean it works like he showed he demonstrated several rounds where you know he you know he took out quite a few bots and then also he got his ass handed to him quite a few times so it's like you know it looks like promising for sure yeah i'm excited to play it and uh see what progress he's made and hopefully we'll be able to get that demos going soon for that and explore the magical changes he's made to the game. The the promise is the is an eight player deathmatch, right? I believe that's what he said. Eight mm-hmm. player deathmatch. That's two multi taps. 
Yeah, that's that would be that would be awesome. Um, it's gonna need a micro and uh, need a, like a um like a microscope to be able to see all the players on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know, like how. Uh, well, actually, if he implements the uh, if he implements the uh, uh, the link the Tyson yeah Tyson link, then I think yeah. that's how he's gonna do it. It's it's four on each side. It would be four on each side then. You know, with the Tyson cable, um, and I think that uh, I think Emerald was talking about some link cable functionality as well with their game. But folks, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I you know I see so many people, so many things mentioned in these uh, Discord servers that it's hard sometimes to keep heads or tails. You know, make heads or tails of them. But anyway, it's very exciting, and uh, it's just you know just when that. Probably... Sorry. Oh, sorry. Just a quick note to comment on what you said. Uh, I, I haven't been trying to advertise this too much outside the community okay. because it's very much a work in progress, and sure. uh, we're dependent on water fuel for figuring out the netcode or at least the basics of netcode to actually get the modem to talk. Right. But the idea with the Tizen cable is a uh, a uh, high bandwidth modem, like an order of magnitude more bandwidth than we'd get with the Netlink. And I got gotcha. you. If that gets figured out, then presumably xl2 and i would be able to add online functionality but that's yeah that's, uh, it's, it's, like a, it's like a concept right now but i mean the fact that you guys are even thinking along those lines is still exciting um and yes very much like that i probably shouldn't have said anything but <laughs> still i think it's exciting that you guys are even uh you know are even discussing that kind of stuff that's that's awesome if there's if, been if, lots of arguments regarding whether or not we should even try for right. the uh yeah but uh, we, we can talk about it more during the gameplay segment. I just wanted to comment on that since you brought it up. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for always. Pro I always appreciate wow. folks providing clarity uh, and clarification to things, you know, because, uh, you know, I want to make sure that we report things accurately for sure. So um, but thank you. Emerald. appreciate it. And that's, that's why we got this channel open so we can have people like Emerald and Night of Dragon comment on us when we make mistakes or when they want to tell something really cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to grab, uh, go ahead and wrap us out, Pat, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, boot up Bulk Slash here. All right. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, if you like what we're doing, feel free to subscribe uh, and ring the bell. Uh, if you're on uh, listening to the audio portion, of course, go uh, subscribe to wherever you're listening to it on iTunes, Stitcher, Podient, and uh, follow us and stuff. And uh you know, check out our Discord where we discuss the games with fans. We're always active talking with people. Uh, yeah, I think I covered it all. Yeah, buy, buy some merch. Buy, some, buy, buy a shirt. Merch, yeah. yeah, buy some shirts and get get some cool shirts because you can. You'll help us out. And you'll help yourself out because you'll look you look sharp. And it's it's scientifically proven that if you wear a Shiro shirt, you are gonna add ten percent to your sexiness scale. I I didn't make up the rules. That's that's the stats that are on the shirt that we got. So oh. I, I that's a guarantee. That's a Shiro promise. That's Shiro a threadless threadless.segasadandshiro.com or you can just go to Threadless and look up Segasad and Shiro. You'll find it. Shiro merch. The link is also on our website Yeah, in, in the most recent posts. Yeah, so. Yep. So that's, with awesome. that said, uh, thank you for listening, guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, Later.